You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, people out there in podcast land, welcome back to another episode of Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Heather, last time we talked about uh, kids hitting their parents, their caretakers. Um, What are we talking about this week? Uh, We're talking about the opposite. You know, it's interesting. I was giving a talk, um, and I mentioned um, one of my phrases, you know, people are not for hitting moms, they're not for hitting dads, they're not for hitting. And afterwards, one of the mothers came up to me and said, okay, so mothers are not for hitting, but can I hit the child? (laughs) You know, can I spank the child? And I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, right, we didn't cover that, did we? (laughs) But, again, it's... um, Um, I told her very firmly what my belief is, that it does no good at all um, to achieve the behavior aims or to help the child learn um, to be a good human being and and gain those um, good emotional skills and good um, future parenting skills because how you're raised is pretty much how you're going to raise your kids. But at the same time, it's also um, a a touchy cultural issue. The woman who asked me was... um, from another country, and she was, um, it was something that was part of her culture. And I, and you want to walk that fine line of saying, hmm, the way your family and all the people that you know have been raised is wrong, but say it in a way that doesn't, you know, hurt everything she believes. So I just said that many different cultures raise kids many different ways, but this is what I believe and told her. Um, But I think really you can go further than that. Um, many, many nations have outlawed banking and any sort of corporal punishment for kids these days. The United States is not one of them. Um, but I believe there's um, between 40 and 50 countries that have made this illegal, that parents know you do not have the right to hit your kids. So it's starting to be, um, this started in the 60s with Sweden, and it's starting to become a global international case of human rights for the youngest people, and it really doesn't have so much to do with culture. It's, it's more bad habits than respecting a culture. Well, it's, it's bad habits, and it's, it's good science, because the, the research seems to be pretty clear that whacking your kids when they're little can have long-term consequences, huh? Yeah, long-term um, bad consequences. You know, for many years, people clung to research that said, well, it gets short-term, um, short-term behavior results, changes yeah. that you want, but long-term it's not so good. But now the research is saying, you know what, it's not even that great short-term uh-huh. behavior changes. So the, re- <laughs> the research is getting so clear now that the more you hit a child, the more aggressive and the more problems, um, mental health and others that they will have, um, it connects violence with love. That's what hitting kids does. It connects that, and especially when parents say things like, I'm doing this because I love you, which is a very common thing to say. You hit I your sister, you're getting a you. spanking. I do 
Yeah. And, um, and so connecting violence with love is something I think we really need to sever as a, as, as a species. Um, I think people who are listening to this will, of course, have been raised in many different ways and, and be raising their kids many different ways. And this is something that can be quite divisive, the topic of, of spanking kids. Um, there's a book that I wanted to point out to people that's a new book. It's called Parent Speak by Jennifer Lair. And she has a, a section about hitting kids. Um, and here, for those of for those of us who may be on the fence, thinking, "Oh well, you know, hitting them a little bit here and there isn't going to be a problem," um, she puts it in perspective with quotes from the 1950s from um, an article that said, "If a woman needs it, should she be spanked?" And all the things that men said in the 1950s of, "Yes, most of them have it coming to them anyway." Yes, they deserve it. Yes, it teaches them who's boss. Women tend to forget this. Spanking helps get back respect. So we're thinking, oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. You know, these days, these comments rock our, <laughs> our whole world. What? And yet that's not that many years ago. This was accepted. Many, many people accepted that, yes, the man should hit the woman and teach her her spot. So in the same way, I think we're at that same point in time with hitting kids. Yeah, it'll keep them to respect me. It'll keep them in their place. It'll help them know that I'm boss. They deserve it. They have it coming to them. The same sentences that we hear coming out of parents' mouths who hit their kids. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what I, are we going to say to that one? Well, uh, I think it, it's just nowhere else in your life can you get away with whacking another human being to get them to do what you want? I mean, if, if you're if you're the manager of a, of a Wendy's restaurant or something and the uh, the uh, fry guy isn't getting the fries done quick enough, you can't go up and pop him in the face and tell him to get that fry later moving. Um, we just we just don't do that. And the idea that we're making in this world, it's still okay to whack. A little people is it it just it it bothers me it just well it's making me lost for words which doesn't happen very much how oh, so what do we yeah. do yeah and also in the schools there's still about 19 or 20 states that still, allow schools to yeah. hit kids um <laughs> and usually these are the phrases that you hear oh, oh in the school um um in the school language <clears throat> Usually, they will say, well, you can't do corporal punishment unless it's kind of a more serious offense than they have, such as hitting another child. <laughs> so there you go. You hit, you hit Johnny, so now I'm going to hit you. It's just the illogic of it. And, of course, kids get that. They get that the ones in charge are the violent ones. And that's the message. That's 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 really the message we want. We, we want people to carry into their adulthoods. Um, I I also I, I don't know. Am I wrong here? It just seems kind of like a a a lazy response to situations. It it just it it's it it doesn't involve a lot of thought and a lot of a lot of reflection. To well, it's yeah. It's in some cases it's an animal impulse. You know, this little creature is annoying you, and so you hit it and make yeah. it go away like a mosquito. Yeah. In some ways, it's just impulse. And hopefully, most of the time, we can have a, a, a more calm hat on, so that we're not, even if we want to do that, yeah. 
And I would say most people who've been around children for extended periods, there's a moment when you do feel like, you know, hitting the mosquito. But our job is to stop that impulse because we're the grown-ups. We either chose to have kids or we've somehow become responsible for children and we need to be the grown-up and um, help raise them. Well, not help hit them. So if the if the hitting tool is something that we should take out of our toolbox and and dispose of, um, what are some other options? I mean, I, I was spanked a couple times when I was a kid, and I think it was because my parents didn't have any better tools at the time, and it was more more of cultural norm uh, back then. But I, I just don't think they had better tools. What are some better tools we can give our listeners? Right. Well, most of what. Um, most of the reasons that, that kids are hit is um, with they're struggling with difficult emotions, and those emotions either come out in what we call bad behavior um, or they're coming out just in crying. So if a child is, is upset, either angry or sad, often the parents will say, let's give him something to cry about. <laughs> you know, it's the, we don't want this noise, we don't like the crying, we don't like these feelings, so you know, shut up, be quiet. And, and so it's a, we need the tools of, of, of teaching emotional awareness and, and appropriate emotional expression. Those are the hugest ones. Because that will change a child's behavior, and it will change um, the, the noise and the mess, too. I have all kinds of ideas in my book. One I was just sharing with people this weekend is writing down how, how they're feeling, which sounds silly when the child's screaming, but grab a pen and paper and say, you're mad. Let's write down how you feel. Uh-huh. And very quickly, the noise stops because they're helping you get their innermost thoughts expressed, and that's what they want. They want to be understood. You don't have to give in and buy them whatever it is or give them all those cookies. You just have to have their feelings heard, and the crying will stop. And, and, you know, I think the, the writing it down can be a useful tool for an adult who, who might have grown up being, being whacked because that was the way it was handled then and wants to break that cycle. And, I mean, breaking those kind of cycles is a very difficult thing, but taking some time to, to personally reflect on how did I respond to this when I was a kid and those kind of things can be... A, a real way to find some clarification in your head as the adult on on how you're going to proceed in in parenting your child. Uh, those ideas might be floating around in your head, but until you kind of take time to to organize them, it you don't have a whole lot of of, of opportunity to re, to really mindfully reflect on them. Right, and you're right when you mention it's a cycle because they find that you know parents who Hit their ki- who were hit as children um, are, are tend to be the ones who will do it to their kids yeah. because they've equated um, love uh-huh. with this violence. And if you look at families who do not, um, who were not hit, the parents themselves were not hit as children. Um, I have n- never heard of people who were not raised not hit to then start. They decide they're going to pick it up. <laughs> yeah, that's like oh, I think we'll do this. It's the ones who were raised. Um, being hit, uh-huh. that, that think, oh, this is natural, this is normal, this is, my parents loved me, therefore, I'm, if I love my kids, I must do it, even though I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, and the whole, the whole I turned out okay thing is, is, 
I mean, okay, that might work for you, but did you really? And maybe you turned out okay in spite of, not because of, um, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And so there's, there's a lot going on there. And, and Well, again, you know, I, I usually ask a whole room full. I was just speaking to a hundred and some people the other day, and I asked the room full, how many of you had all your feelings accepted when you were growing up? And all the hands went up. Not a single up. hand went oh. up. Not a single hand went up. So I put my hand up because, yes, I did have my feelings accepted. And that is a wonderful gift. And uh-huh. it lasts not just your lifetime, but the lifetimes of the next generation because you pass that gift on to them and all the kids that you encounter. So did you have all your feelings accepted? doesn't mean that you were allowed to do whatever you wanted or you got your way all the time or that, you know, that there weren't limits but that the feelings were accepted. And I think that particularly we have such trouble accepting negative feelings, the frustration and jealousy and anger and fear and sadness. Those are not feelings we're comfortable with in our culture and as adults. And when our children express them, and of course they express them in big ways, then um, we just lean on whatever old habits that we know of. So if you're interested in developing new tools, uh-huh. because if you didn't like the way you were raised and you're reaching out for, well, what can I do instead? Um, it's Okay Not to Share has lots and lots of ideas for all these kinds of situations so that you don't have to reach out and hit the kids next time. Yeah, I, I think... Or yell at them, which y- they say yelling is the new... <laughs> yelling, is the new Yell- yelling is the new hitting? <laughs> it's a type of violence. It's um, especially... If it's done repeatedly, it's and it can. Parents are very big and very powerful creatures in a small child's life. And so, I, I think when a, in in a child care setting, in an early learning setting, I think when adults are having these big emotions, and and let's face it, one or two kids going going on an outing can 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 drive many adults to their last nerve and working day in and day out with a room full of them can be a really stressful thing. And so one thing I like to hear programs set up is some sort of, I need an adult situation where if that caregiver in that space is getting overwhelmed and is feeling that kind of aggression where, hey, I could I could whack this kid, um, having some sort of signal among the staff where where you can kind of tap out and have somebody else step into the room so you can regain your composure can be a, a really right. valuable tool because because yes. um, we don't all have perfect composure all the time. And that's and that's great. And then for families who aren't say in that daycare uh-huh. setting or preschool setting and you're all alone, and you're stuck with your kids <laughs> yeah. day after day, and and there's nobody else, there's no neighbor that's just stopped in conveniently to you know give you a moment. Go ahead and walk into another room. You know, go into the bathroom and shut the door a moment. Um, go outside and find the garden. Remove yourself from the child's vicinity briefly because you could lose it. Would, so, would, it, would it be okay to hit a pillow or maybe a big piece of paper or something like that, Heather? Well, it would be fine for the adult <laughs> to do that, especially if if the child's watching. You can say, um, you know, once you've got back to the land of semi-composure, you could say, I'm so mad. I'm feeling like hitting, so I'm hitting the pillow, and that's modeling how the child can do it. So there, you can't go wrong with that. But some adults who are on the verge of losing it may not, because um, they weren't brought up the way, that way. Maybe the best thing they can do is just get themselves away yeah. for even two minutes, shut the door, 
find some peace, and then take a couple deep breaths and try again because um, you don't want to be the one losing control. Yeah, I need it, you to be the strong one. And 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 those emotions, those are those are completely human. And if it's what if, if it's what you've if if those are the emotions you've been having in those situations your whole life, it's completely normal for you. And so what we're kind of advocating for is not not running away from the emotions, but changing the response to them. Right, right. And let's say you lose it and you um, you yell at your kid or you do something you really regret. And you realize that you were in the wrong because you were frustrated and it was you that was off balance, but you've taken it out on the child. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, um, I mean, it's wonderful if you can just summon up your your courage and say to the kid, I'm sorry, I was frustrated and I did something I shouldn't have. Yeah. And, you know, and make amends because that's also, it's good for your soul. It's also good for the child to see mistakes being made even by the big people in charge and that you can um, fess up and move on. Yeah, yeah. So what else do we want listeners to know about this topic before we wrap it up? Well, I think it's going to take a big shift um, of minds because a lot of people still think, well, it's okay to, to smack the kids. But when you put it in perspective with, well, it's okay to smack the women, no, it's not. It's, and it's not okay for the women to be smacking the men. Let's be equal about this. So it's all domestic violence, whether you're the one hitting the kids or the kids are hitting you or the adults are hitting each other. And domestic violence needs to stop. And it can stop the way we're raising kids today and how we change the rules in our schools. Uh, we got a minute or two left. I got to throw one other thing at you. How do we... If we want to have, I mean, I think all of this stuff, the reason we do this podcast is because this stuff is good to talk about. If you are a parent and you're hanging out with the uh, the parent group or the neighbors or the PTA or whatever it is, and you want to have an open and honest discussion about this, how, how do you go about getting that started? you got any tips for that, for that Heather? Well, it's going to, I think you have to recognize that um, unless you live in a monocultural town, that there's going to be um, a lot of different perspectives on this coming from a lot of different family backgrounds. So be prepared that people will be all over the place and may take personal affront based on, you know, their background. But I would arm yourself with some research and uh, get the conversation going because the research is becoming more and more clear. Yeah. Um, And, you know, a number of years ago, people didn't have that to lean on. It was more opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and just going going into those conversations with with uh, with the research and a a willingness to have an open and honest conversation and and not not create gotcha moments, uh, right? But, but and really, you can you can fess up your own foibles and say how you've done it yourself yeah. or whatever, so that so you're not seeming all all holy. Yeah, yeah, because those those kind of real honest open conversations those are those are what moves the needle. Those are what 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 help us make progress. Um, well, hey, let's wrap her up. This has been another episode of the Child Care Bar. No crap. I always get scared I'm going to do that, and I started doing it. This hasn't been another episode of that. This has been another episode of Renegade Rules. Oh, my gosh. And, hey, people, get on the Amazon and uh, go check out Renegade R- Renegade Rules. No. I, oh, my gosh. I'm all flustered, and I would edit, but I'm too lazy. Go to the Amazon 
and check out It's Okay to Go Up the Slide and write a review if you enjoyed the book because that helps Heather and helps book sales and, and helps other people find the book, and that's a good thing. This has been a really long outro. Thanks for listening. Um, Renegade Rules will be back soon with another episode. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. And if you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.